It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, let's talk to Elliot Shore Parks. He's in Tampa. He's brought to us by Colonial Hyundai. Today is the best day to buy a new car at Colonial Hyundai. Hyundai, uh, $6,500 for your trade. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. With rates as low as 0%. Shop them online 24-7 at ColonialHyundai.com. To Tampa we go for a report on the birds and our guy, Elliot Shore Parks. Good morning, Elliot. Hey, what's going on? How you guys Quite doing? a bit. Elliot, I didn't want to tell that last caller when he said, you know, am I starting to turn? Because I picked the Eagles to lose at the start of the show. I didn't want to dampen his spirits when I said I am. Instead of the Eagles losing by six points, they'll lose by three points. Bad tough time machine pumped me up a little bit, but I still got the Eagles taking the L tonight, man. Sounds like morale is high back in Philadelphia. Eh, it's not. It's not. It's not. All right, Elliot, let's drill down on a lot of fronts. Before we get to this game and, and some of the injury stuff and all that, let's just start with A.J. Brown um, and just get that out of the way. What did you make of his social media activity from the weekend? What do you make of that? And what do you make of that as regards to his future and his relationship, whether it's with Hertz or Sirianni? Like, what don't we know? So to me, that was more about a frustration that he's not going to be playing in this game and a frustration with how this season has gone, kind of, and then kind of ending, not ending, but how he was frustrated and now he's missing the playoff game. It was more about that to me. I mean, the bottom line is A.J. Brown is not going anywhere. So if he's mad right now, if he's frustrated about something and that's why he did that, they have time to rectify that. Like, I, I've heard, like, some talks on this of maybe he'll be traded. You know, I, he's not going anywhere. So I, I do believe that even if he's upset about something or if, if it is just a frustration that he's not playing, they, they will fix whatever that problem is. But I, I don't think this is like the beginning of the end for the Eagles and A.J. Brown. I don't, fact, know, I don't I know, know about I, that, man. Do we know who I, he's I, the most mad at, Good Elliot? question. Good question. So I think he – so he's – I think he is frustrated with the with with this, the fact the offense has struggled. I would say, and in terms of who he is most mad at, 
I do not get the sense that he is mad at the coaching staff. Um, I mean, I'm sure that there is, you know, a general frustration with how things have gone. But I don't think he, he like hates Nick Sirianni. That's not that's not the vibe I get. Is your implication that you your guess is that he's more frustrated with Jalen Hurts? It could, yeah, I mean it could be for sure. I mean if you look at if you look at you know the the week two against Minnesota, uh, you know that that kind of uh, sideline interaction they had. Um, he just seems like he's frustrated. He seems like he's frustrated. I think he's he's shown that with. Uh, by obviously what he did on social media. All right, Elliot uh, from Tampa. All right, Elliot, let's push AJ aside because he's not in tonight, so let's drill down on the game. In the absence of AJ Brown, how do you expect the Eagles from a personnel standpoint? I mean, someone's got to play more. Yeah. Who is it? Julio Jones? Is it Quez? Is it, you know, using a running back in the slot with two running backs? Is it two or three tight ends? You know, Doug Peterson even sometimes would use six offensive linemen. Sirianni never seems to do that. Like, what do you think they will do personnel-wise to try to make up for losing their most explosive offensive player? So I do think Julio Jones is going to get the majority of the snaps in A.J. Brown's place. I think you will see Quez more as well for sure. But I think Julio is the player that they feel is best equipped to step in for A.J. Brown. Now, I don't think Julio is going to get, you know, 13 targets like, like A.J. would have. But I think they're higher on Julio than maybe the outside is. Uh, he did have, you know, two touchdowns against the Cardinals. So I think you've seen him improve as the season has gone on. And I think Julio is the one that, that will get those snaps. But in terms of how you replace the offensive production – I really do think tonight is a DeAndre Swift night, and that's not my opinion. That's what I think they're going to do. I think mm-hmm. Swift is going to be more involved uh, in the offense. I think they'll run it more, and I think you'll see him more involved in the passing game. He sat, he sat last week with an illness, and I'm sure he was feeling under the weather, but the bottom line is they have him fresh and ready to go for this game tonight. If you look at how they attacked Tampa Bay in week three, I know that was a long time ago, but the coaching staff clearly saw something that they felt they could mm-hmm. exploit with him. And it worked. And so, you know, I, I think with A.J. out, you will see Julio more, you'll see Quez more. But I really think the, the true benef- beneficiary of this is going to be uh, DeAndre Swift. How well can Jalen throw? How well do you expect he'll be able to function in this game, Elliot? So I, I think the concern for me is that he, he probably is going to be wearing a glove. He wore it in practice this week. And it's going to be raining tonight. Now, it might not be a downpour, Ooh. but, but it, at the current forecast, and it's Florida, so, you know, it changes every 20 minutes. But the current forecast is that it's going to be raining for at least it looks like the first half of the game, if not, uh, you know, the first three quarters. And my concern is with the glove, like, and how comfortable he is with that. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's had issues this year holding on to the ball. Um, and then, you know, obviously with the rain and the glove, that, that makes that an issue. In terms of actually throwing it, you know, I think he was great this or I've heard he was great this week in practice in terms of just how he was able to throw the ball. But I wonder if the weather tonight is going to impact that. It's a big deal. I think it's interesting that you point out that glove. He's not accustomed to it. Is he is he just wearing the one on the throwing hand, Elliot? He had he had two on this week. Okay. So like uh, both hands, obviously. Now okay. whether he'll do that tonight, we'll see. I mean, maybe he's wearing two to so it's not as obvious which hand it is that, you know, that's hurt for Tampa Bay. I don't know. But, yeah, he had two on during practice. And the gloves that have the, the rubber, that's the shiny rubber on the bottom of them, those were ones that I didn't like how they reacted to wetness. Hmm. There, there were some of those super tacky gloves 
that I hated in the wet. Wow. So much so that I would remove them entirely if it was a wet game. I actually thought it was you were worse off with some of those gloves. Maybe the types of gloves that Jalen is trying to wow. use in practice. And remember, if you're going to be wearing them, coaches stress all the time. Okay, if you're trying something new, if you're trying to rig up something to make yourself able to play better, you know, because you got a hand issue, yep. you got to wear it in practice. You got to have uh, a familiarity for having actually played football with them. That's on. right. So that that part's important. And that, by the way, I'll just make a point of reference. I do think Kansas City versus Miami, they just look more equipped to handle cold weather because they've done it more oh, often. Yeah. I mean, you, now, I will say, stuff I will like say, that though, matters. The Eagles have played in rain a lot this year. That's true. Now, he, now, now they did, you know, Jalen didn't have a, a, if I remember correctly, he didn't wear a glove in any of those games. So there is that difference. But this team won in Tampa when it rained in week three. They beat Buffalo when it rained. So they have played in rain a lot this year. All right, Elliot, let's do one or two more on offense, and we're going to get to the defense and more. I'm going to give you two choices for the Eagles offense tonight. Tell me which you think is more true. Nick Sirianni will reinvent the offense or Nick Sirianni will not reinvent the offense. What they do is what they will do. Which do you believe more? I think what they do is what they will do. Now, I, like, I think they're going to run it more. So if you consider that reinventing the offense, then I guess I would go there. But I don't think – I'd be surprised if you saw – all types of new plays tonight and a whole new offensive system. Like the way they run their offense does work, right? I, I know it's been frustrating the last month, but ultimately they, they have been one of the best offenses in the league this year. And if the players execute to the, to the level they're capable of, obviously no AJ tonight, like they are capable of scoring a lot of points on this Tampa Bay defense. So I think that you will see DeAndre Swift more involved, but I would be surprised if you saw like a completely new looking offense. Tonight. All right, Elliot. Elliot. What makes you what makes you confident that they're going to run the football? I, what like I watched that that game from September. Uh, we still were r- reticent to run it, even though that's what worked, and we ended up having two hundred and one yards on the ground. Like our red zone issues that day, in my mind, were a direct result of being hesitant to run the ball enough. Yeah. So, so why do you think yeah. this time around? We're going to run it enough. So it's interesting you bring up that, you know, thought they were hesitant to run the ball. When I rewatched that game, it was interesting that they went right down the field the first two drives. They fumbled it once. I believe it was, or no, they missed it on fourth down once, and then they got a field goal once. So the red zone Mm -hmm. offense did stall, and it kept the game a little closer. But when you say they were hesitant, like, they still ran the ball quite a bit. I mean, they had, you know, 200 yards of rushing. So, So clearly it was effective. And I also just think that they know without A.J. Brown and against this defense, their best path is to control the clock and to move the ball through the ground. That's just a sense I got being at Novacare this week. I, I, I think they're going to come out and, and run the ball. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, Elliot, I'm, I'm trying to think of what the right question is to ask you about the defense as a whole. I'm just going to go with this one. Is there reasonable hope for the Eagles' defense to stand up and fight tonight and make the city proud? 
I think they're going to play hard, if that's what you're saying. Well, but, I guess but, what I'm saying is play effectively. Are they going to play yeah, effectively? So if you wanted to, if you wanted me to, to try to convince you why it could happen, the argument would be getting Darius Slay back, and then that kind of snaps everything else into place. Because if you have Darius Slay back, in theory, and he plays, you know, he could be rusty, obviously, but if he comes in and he plays to the best of his ability, that does help their coverage in a major way. Like, he is a number one corner when he's playing at his best. And if you have better coverage, that, that helps everybody else on the field. It also, you know, it helps, the, uh, it helps the pass rush, which has certainly been an issue. So that would be the hope. But, if we're, but that aside, like, the defense is terrible right now. And I think Matt Patricia is a terrible coach. So, so I do not think mm. they're going to come out tonight and hold this team to, like, 14 points. I think the Buccaneers will get in the 20s. But the hope would be that if Darius Slay plays to his ability, that kind of moves everything else uh, back to what it used to be. Elliot, how likely is it that Reed Blankenship's going to be able to get out there? I think he's a true 50-50. You know, I think with a muscle injury like that, you see how he warms up, how he feels. But I'll say this, like, I think Avante Maddox is a pretty good safety. I know he hasn't played the position a ton, but he's quicker than than Reed Blankenship is. I think he also has great instincts. I think you see that when he plays nickel. And I think Bradley Roby is a better nickel than, you know, whoever would be the safety besides Avante. So, I think that if they do go with Avante's safety, and I think that's what they will do if Reed doesn't play, I think that actually could be, in, in a weird way, like almost an upgrade for this team because I think Avante is really good at safety. How badly injured is Baker Mayfield? Well, it sounds like he's going to play. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, you know, I, the, the indication it seems from following the reports down in Tampa and reading this week is that although he is, he is listed as questionable, that he is going to play. Um, but he's banged up for sure. And, you know, I, as, as bad as people feel about this Eagles team going into the playoffs. Tampa Bay was bad last week against what is truly the worst team in the NFL. No question. Like, yep. I feel like, I know it feels like the Eagles are the worst team in the NFL right now, but they had, they had a playoff spot on the line last week and won that game nine to nothing. So even if Baker is going to play, and again, I, he is like, he's not playing well heading into the playoffs, much like the Eagles. Are. I'll say this, Elliot, there's a chance, and this is a weird draw. There's a chance that the two worst teams that entered the playoffs are playing each other tonight. Yeah. I mean, I mean cuz I think ta- that argument. But yeah. yeah, like I, yeah. I, I mean, after I seeing the Rams and the Lions and the Texans I think and the like, Steelers are the only maybe, one that maybe is maybe. is there, yeah. And I know Dallas played bad, but I don't think Dallas is actually that bad, but we we celebrate their demise. Well, go ahead. I, no, I'll say this, like as much as it was not fun watching this team crater to the 5 seed, I'd rather be playing Tampa tonight than that Green Bay team that played yesterday, and I'd rather be going to Detroit than I would than going to San Francisco. Hundred percent, hundred percent. As frustrating as this is, and I, look, it's not been a fun month for anybody. The path is still right there. Like, like for, like, for we saw yesterday, like Green Bay, they weren't as good as Dallas in the playoffs. They went in and smoked them. Like it truly, it, it truly is a new season. That's. I think the Eagles are hanging their hat on that. So if they can come out tonight and get a seven nothing lead or, or go up ten nothing. Like, the path is there for them to make that run we all thought we could. But obviously it starts tonight. I agree. All right, a couple more, Elliot. Britton Covey, groin issue on the injured report. Is he going to play? I get the sense he is going to play. Again, much like Reed, you know, you have to see how he warms up in the stadium, how he feels today. But just seeing him this week, being around him, I I get the sense he's going to play. I'll say this, man. They could really use a Britton Covey 20, 30, 40-yard run. I mean, he – he really has given them some I great think you're returns. I get a Britton Covey 20-yard run. He, he, he I hope. sparks us. But groins are not good, and they're probably bad no, for punt returners. But you can do a lot to make that feel better. 
and Ooh, it's look at you, John. Yeah, and it's <laughs> you're not saving it for anything. <laughs> All, right. All right, couple couple final things here, Elliot. Um, do you believe Sirianni is fired if they lose? If they lose tonight, I would. I do not think Sirianni will be fired. I also do not think he's coaching for his job tonight. I think if Sirianni is going to be fired, that decision has probably already been made because. It's not a decision I think Lurie would make off of one game. See, but Elliot, but here's where I disagree with you. Let's say Lurie is leaning toward firing him. But if they win this weekend, win in Detroit, he's not going to fire him. And if he's leaning towards keeping him and they go out tonight and they lose 65 to 12. Or, like, even, or even 35 to 14, like Mike McCarthy style, and you just get rolled, then yeah. it can change. Yeah, I, just, I, I don't think you can make a decision off of one game. Like, like the decision... Except if there's a legend available. Well, that too. But it's not, but Ellie, you and I keep going, it's not about one game, but it is about a finality that ends the slide and says, when I say ends, it means, yeah, stamp that slide is the worst collapse in Philadelphia sports since the 64 fills. Like he has a chance to overcome that, but they have to win. So I guess where we could compromise, I do think it matters how they play tonight. But I think if Sirianni is fired, it, it, like there, it's going to be for things other than like the offense looking stale. It'll be because there's probably a frustration of how he handles situational football. Maybe it'll be because of how the locker room has kind of cratered this year. Like I, I just think if you're if you're Lurie and you're going into a game like you're going into this game, you can't make it off of one performance because if you have questions about him over the last month, then you can't let one game sway you, right? Like you're like Jeffrey's in that building every day. He's been around Nick for three years. He knows what kind of head coach Nick is. He knows why this season has gone the way it has. I just don't think one game is, is a big enough sample size to make that type of massive decision. So I think he is you know, probably on the hot seat heading into tonight, but I think in some ways the decision has probably already been made. All right, Elliot, final thing here. Um, and this goes both for tonight and theoretically the next round if they lose in the next round or whatever. Brandon Graham, Kelsey, Fletcher, Cox. Three of the core four. Gut feeling. Whenever this thing ends in this postseason, they win the Super Bowl or they lose at some point. Is this the end for Brandon Graham, Kelsey, and Cox, either in the NFL or with the Eagles? So I think, if I had to guess, I think Graham and Cox are both back. Um, I think Cox has played well enough where they'll bring him back, and I think Brandon uh, you know, brings value to that locker room. So I think they'll both be back. But I do think there's a real chance that tonight is the last time we see Jason Kelsey in the Eagles uniform. And, you know, obviously with all the frustration going around with this team, it's clearly not the front of everyone's mind. But being in the locker room this week, like, you look back. I was standing outside of his locker. And, like, you look at how much just kind of history is there. Like, all these, like, jerseys from past years and all these figurines. And there's a statue of him and, like, the Mummers thing and all that. And the fact that that's, like, coming to an end, I mean, it's, it's very sad. Like, he, he is maybe the most iconic Eagle of all time, or at least he's certainly in that, in that discussion. So, I, yeah, I think, I think they'll win tonight. So I don't think tonight is the last time he, he plays for the Eagles. But that time is coming. And, you know, it's, it's, I think this is, you know, probably – I think he'll probably retire this offseason, if I had to guess. Elliot, great report, pal. Enjoy the game tonight. Um, we'll figure out if we're talking to you tomorrow or when, but we'll talk to you a bunch this week. And get ready for maybe being on the hunt for whether Bill Belichick's going to be the Eagles head coach. Uh, uh, it, that would be such a massive disaster, but I look forward to talking. <laughs> oh, really? So you think you're against that? Oh, I think it would be a, a horrendous, terrible hire if they hired Bill Belichick. Hiring I think the, the greatest coach of all time. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Th- well, yeah, but, but, getting, and, 
unless you're getting Tom Brady with him, he's 71 years old. People keep comparing him to Andy Reid. Andy was 55 when he went to Kansas City. Belichick is a defensive mind that's been a disaster on offense that can't work with people and doesn't get along with people in New England. It's like hiring an older, less inventive Chip Kelly. I would not do it. <laughs> oh, that is terrible. Wow. Shame on you. Shame, All right, Elliot. well, Belichick has scratched Elliot Shure Parks off his list for – Enshriny inductee presentation <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't person. Think I'll be <laughs> All right, whatever the term is. Elliot, stay well. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, pal. Right, talk to you.